Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740. TV 10 on Comcast Channel 10 in Berkeley and Jefferson Counties and streaming live on the TV 10 Facebook page. Today's show is brought to you in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremation. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home, proudly serving the area since 1880. Spencer Spooney, Nick Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport, running things on the TV 10 side. Happy to have you with us. A lot to get into today. Uh, later in the program, we'll be joined by Washington football alum, Brian Arakpo, as today the Washington Commanders era commenced, as there's an announcement this morning on the Today Show and festivities down at FedEx Field. We'll talk to him later in the program on the third segment of today's show. Uh, but some local news to get into earlier today: a the West Virginia Gatorade State Player of the Year in Martinsburg, soon to be alum come May, uh, Hudson Clement made his commitment to continue his football career and education at. West Virginia University as a preferred walk-on got that confirmed. Uh, we knew he took a visit. We didn't know what it was. We knew Neil Brown was at Martinsburg High School last Friday. So if you connected the dots here, you connected it that Hudson Clement now is going to play football at WVU, and that's the big news here today as we're reporting. We'll be at the signing ceremonies later at Martinsburg High School. Those are going down at 3 o'clock. We'll have some interviews on the show tomorrow. Uh, but Guys, obviously we knew that it wasn't necessarily a scholarship offer, but that that happens to guys in the state. We talked about the guy from Spring Valley uh, the other day on the show, and uh, for Hudson Clement to commit to West Virginia just shows uh, that you know Neil Brown and, and WV is taking notice of what he did. I think it's pretty interesting that it's a preferred walk-on because of the fact that Neil Brown took the time to come to Martinsburg and recruit this kid pretty hard. I mean, so I think – while it is a preferred walk-on, Hudson Clement will have a chance to hopefully earn that scholarship during his time at West Virginia because obviously they're they're very interested in him if they took that time to visit and have him visit very quickly after that. Um, but in terms of him, you know, congratulations, obviously, to Hudson, a great player. I thought initially, you know, Shepard made a lot of sense just because he'd probably have a chance to play there right away. But I think – he always seemed like the kind of player that would embrace competition and he's going to do that at West Virginia and I wish him the best of luck um just a tremendous senior season and certainly deserves this opportunity so it'll be interesting to see I don't think he'll play this year necessarily he'll probably get a red shirt but maybe down the line if, if he can break out and be a star player for the Mountaineers and uh you know, wishing him the best of luck. I mean, it was a little bit surprising, but obviously he had to make the best decision for him and uh, hopefully he does well at WVU. Yeah, I'd like to say uh, congratulations to Hudson as well. I'm happy being a Mountaineer fan that I hopefully get to see him uh, play soon for the blue and gold there in Morgantown. It's a big risk, though, but I think he has the talent. He showed with the eight total touchdowns that he had in the uh, – state championship that he's an athlete he could play 
maybe as a running back and a slot receiver. We've heard from multiple people that he has some of the best hands that those guys have ever seen. I think it was the uh, Riverside announcer or reporter said that out of all the schools and players that he's seen, that Hudson had the best hands when it came to a possession catch receiver, and that is a big honor that hopefully will help him there at WVU. Maybe you could see him play defense. You never know with him. He, he has did play the defense talent. at Martinsburg. Yeah, he was a two-way he player. As of right now, I would say he's going to be a wide receiver. That, that would be my guess I don't think well, he has enough size to play No, I defense, think he'll get a crack on special teams, though. I mean, I don't necessarily mean returner, but I mean, obviously, if he could play special teams. I mean, teams, he did return. He did return. He had a touchdown this year. Exactly. So... Uh, but big congrats to him and uh, and uh, you know West Virginia always needs a return man that has always seemed to be a struggle this yeah. past decade and I mean them. as a preferred walk on the odds that we see him play see the field this year right now aren't that big but you never know he could impress and you know I talked about earlier uh, a player that was a walk on was uh, Spring Valley's Grayson Malashevich and he received a scholarship offer I believe a year and a half after he. Uh, was a preferred walk-on so I mean that could be in the future but again you can always listen to the Mountaineers right here on talk radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 so when he hits the field you can hear it right here and him being a freshman and now the four-star quarterback Nico Martial that's going to come in being a freshman as well you never know if they could build a chemistry or not growing together at WVU even if Hudson's a walk-on could be something that happens. It just depends on how much time he gets with that first team in practice, what they do there at WVU. So time will tell, but I'm looking forward to watching his career there at West Virginia. Definitely, and I think he could be a guy that could be one of the walk-ons to a star. He has the, the capability. I mean, we'll we see. saw it this uh, I mean, we saw it all season, but you know the whole state saw it in the state championship game. Eight touchdowns, four running, four catching. Uh, but I think a, a guy like him, you give him a chance, and he can take that chance and run with it. Yeah, I'd love to, if I get to go to the backyard brawl, see him at Heinz Field, but that's probably a big step, as we already said. It's a preferred walk-on, so yeah. the chances of him getting playing time immediately might not be likely, but he's up for the challenge. I mean, he chooses the preferred walk-on offer over uh, D1 FCS Moorhead State, D2 Frostburg State, Finley Concord, and staying home at Shepard. So big news there as Martinsburg's receiver, 2021 West Virginia State Gatorade Player of the Year, Hudson Clement, commits as a preferred walk-on to West Virginia. Let's talk about some of his high school teammates. Uh, Jacob Barrick will sign today to play at D1 FCS Jacksonville State. And uh, congrats to him and uh, obviously a big tight end there and can play defensive line, defensive end as well. Yeah, I, I don't know if he'll play tight end or defense. I, I, I always felt like he, he was a little bit more active on the defensive side, but obviously he's a good athlete. He could play either one. And, and when you're playing at Martinsburg too, it's sometimes hard to showcase all of what you can do on the field, especially when you got Hudson Clement, Murphy Clement, Braxton Todd on your offense. So either either position, I think he he could play at the D one level. He's got the good size to play uh, either defensive end or linebacker type role, and uh, or tight end potentially as well. So you know Jacob Barrick, that that's a good choice for him, and uh, hopefully he does well. And that's a former West Virginia head coach down there, Rich Rod. Rich Rod. I didn't so even realize that until you pointed that out when I, I sent saw you the tweet. tweet. Yeah. I, I saw Barrick's tweet, and he said, first, I'd like to thank." 
and I saw Rich Rodriguez's Twitter handle. I'm like, wait, that's where he went after his uh, failure at Arizona? I thought he was at Louisiana. Nah, I thought it went, I don't know, he could have been at one time, but I know he was at Arizona for a bit after yeah, he was at the Michigan yeah. blunder. He might have went to Louisiana as well. He was at Louisiana Monroe in 2021 as okay. the assistant associate head coach, offensive coordinator, quarterback coach. So that's, Arizona. I knew that in 2021, I guess, but he was officially hired as Jacksonville State. Uh, but now moving on, Christian Slack will stay at home and play at Shepard. Uh, big congrats to him. Uh, Shepard getting a lot of guys, and uh, Christian Slack you know, could make some moves there. So they've obviously got a lot of graduate. We talked, I think, 27 people committed. That was as of the other day. Yeah, and for Slack, I mean, that offensive line is going to need some retooling. They had a a lot of uh, seniors and grad students that will no longer be with the team. Um, obviously, they have, you know, a lot of guys coming back that are, you know, sophomores, juniors. Uh, so I don't know if he'll have an opportunity to start right away, but he'll certainly, you know, if he impresses and, and uh, competes well with those guys, he'll, he'll certainly have a good shot there to play. And, uh, you know, overall, Ernie McCook's an offensive line guy, so I think that's a good place to head yeah. if you want to play O-line. Definitely, and uh, joining him at Shepard uh, from the EPAC will be Jefferson quarterback Sammy Roberts and Jefferson tight end Kaysen Lanza, so two local guys literally going in their backyard to Shepardstown from Shenandoah Junction. And I like this new term that has been uh, getting tossed around. It's not a rebuild, it's a reload. Yeah. For these teams, you got a lot of talent already there. You just saw that they made it to the national semifinal. So, talent that we've seen locally that wants to play at Shepherd is huge. And hopefully, for the next couple years, it pays off. I think, too, uh, for Sammy Roberts' perspective, I mean, you get a chance to learn from Tyson Bagent this year, which obviously he's the best quarterback in Division Two and probably could play Division One if he wanted to. Um, obviously, he had some offers and, and chose to stay at Shepard. So it's a spot where, one, you're getting to play behind Bajit and, and learn from him. And also, it's obviously a spot that if you play well at Shepard, you could progress your career to potentially the next level. So, you know, it's it's a great opportunity for Sammy. And I think uh, for Lenza, is that how you say his last name? Lanza, Lanza. yeah. Lanza, sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, but, you know, a tight end or whatever he ends up playing at Shepard, they're going to need some tight ends because yeah, Wetzel's it, gone and Walker is either coming back or is gone this year as well. I can't remember if he was But, I mean, if you year. think about it going, you know, if if you're looking to the future, like re, retooling, is that what you said? Reloading. Reloading. Retooling. You got, you got a quarterback and a tight end combo that are familiar with each other yeah. if they go to those options going forward, which are good options. And joining uh, the Cougars in committing is Cougars center David Cummings. He's made a commitment to play at D2 Benedict University. Uh, congrats to him. We're still waiting Joey Slaughter's announcement, the defensive end there at, at, um, at Jefferson. He has not made his commitment uh he does have some offers and we were talking last night uh jefferson head coach uh craig hunter and and you know he was happy that his guys uh he's got a lot of guys going to play college football because it just shows how his program is being built there at jefferson but especially happy that you know uh for sammy roberts and you know lonza being able to be right in their backyard 
and you know he can personally go to their games if he wanted to. Uh, but obviously, waiting Joey Slaughter, I believe he's got seven or eight scholarship offers. Yeah, the latest would be eighth from West Liberty University. Uh, so waiting upon that, I would presume that comes this afternoon, if not in the next couple in the next little bit. But uh, con- uh, shout out to those guys at Jefferson at at um. At Martinsburg, at Hedgesville, I believe they have one. Talk to Coach Faircloth. He said we've got potentially one guy. Um, do not know about Washington. I know that at Spring Mills and at Musselman, they do not have a guy, anybody committing to play football there. Uh, but if we hear anything, we'll let you know on our social media outlets. Uh, now let's turn our attention to EPAC basketball. Last night we had a what we thought was going to be a really good game turned out to, to be. Jefferson just completely dominating Nick, getting the 71-47 victory over Hedgesville to remain undefeated at 10-0 overall. And again, without Kelly Church, uh, interesting scenario there. We don't know a lot of details on that, but that could be a concern going forward. Yeah, we don't know too much about Kelly Church other than right now he's not coaching the team. Um, So in terms of Jefferson, though, and how they played, it looks like right now they're going to run away with the region. Uh, I mean, they are, they're dominating pretty much everybody. Um, they got a really good basketball team. And last night, too, they didn't even have Cameron Johnson, who's arguably their best player. So uh, to see guys step up and, and play really well for them, Will Shively had another good game. Bryson Fleming provided 12 points, who's normally a reserve player for them, and got the start and played really well. Um, you know, Jaden Gladney, uh, Jamari Jenkins. So it, it's just a loaded team. And they showed their death last night without Johnson in the lineup and with Taylor in foul trouble early on. Um, and it didn't really matter. I mean, they still were well above Hedgesville last night. Hedgesville has a good team. Uh, you could see their talent. But just the way Jefferson plays and just their talent levels just seems to be above everybody else. I'd be shocked if they didn't win the region this year. I mean, anything can happen. Uh, but it, it just looks like they're going to walk away with it right now definitely does moving on martinsburg gets the big win over washington 81 to 45 season sweep of the patriots for the bulldogs and bulldogs get back in the win column big for them they'll be now traveling in a couple days here to the Greenbrier for the battle of the spring house tournament play cabell midland friday we're looking to get those games on tv 10 uh via their uh this the partnership they have there at the Greenbrier for the event still kind of in limbo talking back and forth um had thought we had something yesterday didn't get an answer from uh the company doing it so we're going to try to do that after the show uh but you know getting back in the wind column is big especially going against the Capital Midland team this Friday I was gonna let Colin take that uh, yeah because Colin didn't talk I, about I'm more or less uh looking forward to this Greenbrier Invitational something like this has never been done in the state i guess quickly mention the game against washington since that's what we were on initially it, it was what you if you're a bulldog fan expected you want martinsburg to be able to beat the teams that they're supposed to they just this year have been struggling when it comes to the teams that are i mean hate to say it for washington not trying to be rude competitive in the epac this year yeah 
It is what it is there, and they're just a rebuilding team, you know, off year. We talked about it yesterday. Uh, but now it's Spring Mills beating Broadford and Christian Academy 65-22. Keyshawn Cheek led the way, 22 points, 5 assists, 3 steals, 3 rebounds. Uh, Jalen Franklin, 16 points, 10 boards, double-double there, 2 blocks. Caleb Thomas, 10 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, obviously, this Cardinal team, 9-3, and three, they'll play Hedgesville on Friday. We'll have that game on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. And, you know, Nick and I were talk- discussing this after the game last night. We ca- we definitely know Section 2 here in this region, uh, but we don't really know how things are going to shake out in Section 1 between Hedgesville, Spring Mills, and Martinsburg. Yeah, it kind of looks like Spring Mills, and so far they've beat Martinsburg and Hedgesville, but that last meeting between Hedgesville and Spring Mills was, I believe, 48-46. So it can go either way this Friday. Uh, Right now, though, you already saw this week Spring Mills get a win. Hedgesville got a loss, so is that going to play a factor? You you don't always figure it, but it gives you a a confidence or possibly lack of confidence. Yeah, It's definitely a game where both these teams can kind of separate themselves. Uh, but also we already saw Spring Mills win. So if Hedgesville were to win and it's another close game, it's really still a toss-up there in the region. And I wouldn't count Martinsburg out either, um, even though they haven't played their best this season. They they have some talent, uh, and we haven't seen them against Hedgesville yet. So in the Spring Mills game, while the final wasn't that close, I mean, that was a game until the fourth quarter when Spring Mills just pulled away. And we haven't seen Martinsburg-Hedgesville, right? Yeah, I just no. Yeah, because they yeah. that one got okay, postponed. We're going to see those two here in this month of February in a big month uh, for high school basketball. Sorry, I thought you were pack. still on. No, I kind of went back and forth there, yeah. but yeah. Um, so really, it's still open, and I wouldn't count any team out in the region. And I, while I say Jefferson's probably going to win their region, um, you never know. And any given night, Musselman could upset them. Musselman kept it relatively close last time. Yeah, they well, Musselman fell last night to University, fifty-one uh, forty-six. Uh, they've dropped now three straight, but you know they're they're kind of an up and down team this season as well. So you know it's kind of it's just a lack of shooting consistency. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, like, this EPAC is very hard to predict, except for the very top in Jefferson. But the rest of the EPAC—that's what very makes it fun. Yeah. Definitely, and we'll talk a little bit more about EPAC basketball tomorrow as we'll have a girls' game tomorrow. But that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. When we come back on the other side of this break. We'll talk Capitals and Wizards. That's next after this two-minute break. You won't find too many red lights. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. 
Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Holly's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports, or to hang out with friends. Holly's has a great beer and cocktail menu, along with a food menu that will blow you away. Holly's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Holly's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. Safety doesn't come from owning a handgun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off of I-81 Exit 5 at Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on the six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Valley Guns 2 will conduct these classes on February 26th and March 12th at their Inwood location. Master the basics with Basic Handgun 1, taught by NRA certified instructors. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or call 304-229-4411. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix for your February 2nd, 2022. Spencer Wood, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us. Avery Newport running things on the TV 10 side of things here today, uh, production-wise. And talk a little Caps and Wizards first. Uh, We'll talk about the Wizards' uh, season-high six-game losing streak last night after losing 112-98 to the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they They were without Bradley Beal, who will miss at least three more games now. It was initially two, but now it's at least three more games with a left wrist injury. Uh, they stormed back from being down 17 in the second half to take an 86-83 lead in the fourth quarter on a Rui Hachimura three with just over eight minutes to go. But the Bucks being the Bucks and Giannis being Giannis, uh, he delivered 33 points last night, 15 rebounds, 11 assists for a triple dub. After allowing 36 second chance points to the Grizzlies on Saturday, the Wizards did much better, though, only allowing eight to the Bucks. But they fall again, another loss last night. They'll be back in action tonight. Quick turnaround against the 76ers, a team that they beat on Martin Luther King Day, I believe. That was the game we tuned into, right? That was their last win. Yeah, yeah that was their last win. So maybe they'll get back in the win column tonight. Well, here's the good thing. They're only about 12, 13 games back of Orlando for the worst record in the NBA, which would increase their chances at the number one pick. There you go. Are we doing that you already? You know why yeah, Bradley Beal staying sell. out? Yeah, because they're getting traded. They want to get in trade value. You don't want to... Ver- re- uh, this wrist injury yeah, came out they don't want the I think re- it's fake. Whoa, Nick. <laughs> I think they're going to trade him soon. Yeah. Trying to, what is the word that I'm looking for? I guess it doesn't matter because we already made our point. They're not trying to... Re, like... Tweak? I don't know. Yeah, retweak, re-injure. A, re- I don't know the injury. That, I don't know. That but, sounded weird. That's why I wasn't sure if that was. Correct. I don't know. But let's talk about a winning team now on a oh. two-game winning streak. Somewhat winning. Uh, they have a winning record. They do have a winning record. They're on a winning streak, too. Uh, The Caps and Pens would trade a pair of goals last night, uh, with Washington getting the first goal shorthanded from Nick Dowd at the 5.50 mark. But Evgeny Malkin, who likes to score against the Caps, would even things up 36 seconds later on the power play. Brian Russ would make it 2-1 just five minutes later. Uh, Dmitry Orlov would even it up at the 16-13 mark in the first. Just 4.42 into the second, the Penguins took they scored their third power play goal of the night from Rust again. And the Caps would get a goal from 
Daniel Sprong in the the period's final minute to knot it up once again. The next goal wouldn't come until three-on-three three overtime, and it was from a guy that scored already last night. Here's the goal. Evgeny headed to the All-Star game for the second time. He's got it behind Samsona, picks up speed, and the Cats break to center three wide. Wilson down the right wing side, sauntering in lead for Kuznetsov. In the near side, Orloff will take it. 45 seconds left. He's in the right corner, looking for a lane. Cuts the middle, Orloff still with it. He's gone! You know, I'm still a little bit salty that you didn't uh, send a like funny reaction to the meme that I sent you after I, that. I, I, last night, I was just I, done. I was a little bit salty. Sir, I was mentally done, but the Caps got the win last night. I didn't send it to Nick. He Four to three. Hockey. Well, I'll say this Over the, the Penguins. It's a good win. It was, it was a good win. Dimitri Olaf's two goals. Goal I made from him Dimitri Olaf. There you go. That was funny. I will admit that. But I just was not having a great night. Uh, but the, the Caps won. How is that not a great we night? We saw two goaltenders, though. That I, is true. I wasn't watching the game. We were calling the game it's last great night. But That's also true. To be a Capitals fan wherever you uh, But was, now Caps, good one morning, game, good afternoon, good night, I guess three, not on the call, right? three points behind the Penguins now, 59 points, I believe, leading the wild card there. Uh, fourth in the Metro as we get ready to head to the All-Star break. I believe they got one more game before the All-Star break. That's tonight when they take on the Oilers. With a 7 p.m. puck drop, we'll have the game right here on Talk Radio WRNR with the pregame at 6:45. And Zach Fish, I believe, is how you say his last name, and Ken Saverin on Caps Radio Network for those that highlight Zach Fish, the getting the call up from the Hershey Bears, the Miners. Yeah, getting the call up yeah. with uh, normal play-by-play broadcaster. Uh, he is calling for the olympics yeah maybe soon it will be good morning good afternoon good night canada <laughs> that's a call right there yeah cool. that'd be uh, nice not very it? well i don't know how likely it is now that the nhl players aren't playing i mean i, mean, I would presume canada is still no. better than the united states 1980 on, on paper right but um, miracle on ice wasn't the professionals capitals are now what like five points back of carolina so they're right in it and this yeah, is a five big win. I mean, yeah, as we head to the break here, they got a final game tonight before the All-Star break. Yeah, the Pens uh, are on a four-game losing streak. So. See, I like, you know, it. it's kind of uh, nice in a way what they did uh, backing out of the Olympics because then they don't have to extend their season with the kind of pauses that they had to take around Christmas and re, you know, getting the games. The only thing that sucks is for the Caps is they'll come back from the break, they'll play some makeup games, uh, they'll play the 8th, 10th, 13th, 15th, 17th, and then they'll have a nine-day break before they get back on the ice again the 26th. That's dumb. So, But I guess it was the only days available? Why? Yeah, because I think the Olympic break, that the Philadelphia game was the originally scheduled game on the yeah, Olympic break. Yeah, I think break. the men's was like starting on the 10th yeah. or so. For- but, I mean, you get that break there, and I guess it kind of helps. Maybe to heal some things up because the All Star break you're going to get Ov and Ov. From what I understand, he's going to the All Star game this year after kind of not for the last couple of years taking captain. taking the fines and or suspensions for not going to the All Star game. Uh, I didn't want to go to the All Star game. He wanted to rest. Doesn't like the fans. 
But hopefully here before, after the All-Star break, before uh, next, oh. what is it, next Tuesday's game, uh, we'll have on Andrew Gillis of NBC Sports Washington. He covers the Capitals along with the Wizards uh, for them. So hopefully we'll get him on. But uh, the Caps looking good here. If they get a win tonight, they'll look even better going into the All-Star break. Yeah, and Edmonton's not doing so well this season, I believe. Haven't really paid attention much to them. So. Are they ever good? I feel like they're never They good. are 22-16, and 16, Colin. Eh. So that's I pretty mediocre, than I usual, guess. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they know. have 47 points. Okay. So I was wrong. It's Caps have fifty nine. But they're you know the Caps are better than them statistically speaking. But we'll see how tonight goes. We'll see how tonight goes. That we will. But that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding. Outdoor living. It's family owned and operated. Located at three sixty Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com. We come back. We joined by Washington football alum Brian Arakpo. To hype everybody up and talk about this name change as the Washington football team becomes the Washington Commanders officially this morning with the rebrand. That's next after a two-minute break. Headlights. I made it down the coast in 17 hours, picking me a bouquet of dogwood flowers. And Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a Platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. The WVU Medicine Children's Neonatal Intensive Care Unit at Berkeley Medical Center recently received a Level 3 designation from the West Virginia Healthcare Authority. This award is based on quality assurance measures, including specialty trained staff, equipment, specialty services, and facility layout and location. Whether patients deliver at Berkeley Medical Center or Jefferson Medical Center, specialized care for babies born with low birth weight, prematurity, and those recovering from serious conditions is available close to home. WVU Medicine, leading healthcare here and everywhere. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. It's the excitement of EPAC basketball on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Fowler, four seconds. Blackwood's corner, three, good! Taken away by Gladney. He'll run the court. He'll lay that one up and in. We got you covered all season long with over 50 games of high school boys and girls hoops. Crossover four, and it's hot. Bennett back in the face of all. Right here on your EPAC sports leader, WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. What is the new team name? Doug, what is it? We are the Commanders. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Commanders. The Commanders. The Washington Commanders. Welcome here into this segment. We're pleased now to be joined by Washington football alumni Brian Arakpo. How are you doing today, Brian Arakpo? 
I'm doing great. How are you doing? We're doing great here in Martinsburg, West Virginia, and we're pleased here to have you on to talk about this new team name that the, the now Washington Commanders. Uh, so it appears you were part of this alumni uh, found or this alumni section. That uh, did you help with this team name? Um, no, we. I didn't. Obviously, we didn't. We don't make the decisions. Obviously, that's that's you know. You know, starts from up top, but we all, the, as the alumni, were a part of the process. Um, I think uh, I want to give my hats off to Jason Wright and uh, Tim Hightower um, for creating this um, prestigious group of, of, of men throughout the decades of, of Washington football to kind of be a part of the process and and really come up with the with a great name. I, you know, I, I love the Washington Commanders. I think it's. It keeps the same color scheme. It keeps the same tradition, especially represents D.C. in the right way. So I'm all for it. How does it feel, Brian, to be a part of an organization that uh, allowed you to be a part of this process? Or I guess what does it mean to you? That's a huge honor, you know, Um, huge honor um, for them to reach out and keep, you know, guys of the past involved and uh, to to move forward as well. Um, That's definitely a – Huge honor to be a part of. Um, I'm glad, uh, like I said, Jason Wright, uh, Tim Hightower, to name a few, uh, Dan Snyder, um, this is Tanya, uh, reached out, made this happen, brought a lot of us old heads. I like to call us old heads, but I'm, I'm kind of like the young old head in the group. But um, reached out and, and, and really kept us involved, kept, the, kept us, you know, motivated and, and, and things of that nature moving right, uh, you know, moving in the right direction to, to get back to winning football. Brian, Colin McLaughlin here. Thank you for uh, joining us. What was your initial reaction when you first heard that the uh, new name was going to be Commanders? My initial reaction, um, to be honest with you, was I was thrilled for it. The reason why I was thrilled because, like I said before, um, you know, it represents the city. A huge military background. Um, the commanders, obviously, you think of you know, you know, leadership qualities. Um, and then my my biggest factor was honestly just like a lot of fans was the colors. You know, the burgundy and gold is, is huge tradition here in the city. Uh, represents Washington. You know, you cannot think of Washington football without these colors and. That's one thing that I'm glad that we was able to keep that tradition going. But like I said, my initial reaction was um, I had a few other ones that I loved, but this is definitely one of them as well. So you couldn't go wrong with me. And looking at something that they put out today, obviously uh, take command initially what they're saying, but uh, commanders obviously keeping that color scheme and looking at the jerseys that they got some sick jerseys, right? You think so? Yeah. Yeah, the all. I mean, we finally got a black black alternate uh, alternate uh, uniform. Um, the helmets are dope; they're awesome. Um, it's a lot of great things that we can build off of, and that we have right now. So they did it the right way. They did it. The, you know, they listened. Um, they heard all the different opinions from fans, from alumni, from current players, um, and they collectively created this monstrosity—not monstrosity, but this this collective. Um, um, name as far as the the, the uh, commanders and I'm I love how they brought from all different sides together to come come up with this and um, I thought they did a phenomenal job. You think you could uh, talk about? I'm looking all around uh, social media. It seems like right now the uh, 
black helmet a lot of people were questioning with that w on the front just talk to us a little bit about uh your liking or maybe disliking about that and how to i guess convince some fans right now to actually like it yeah i mean if i if i can speak to the fans you know personally i think you let it has to grow on you guys i mean let it grow let the players you know, rock. When I say rock, means wear. Uh, let the players wear the uniform. Let them put their own spin on it with the different accessories, with the, the gloves and black and gold cleats, and it, I'm t- it will look awesome once it's you know all put together. You know, everything on the everything on the you know on the dummy doesn't do us justice. You got to let you know let Big Chase Young and, and Allen put it together, um, and it will definitely. Uh, be something worthwhile when it's the final products out there on the field, and then, and then, then honestly, at the end of the day, we all know what cures everything, and that's winning. So once these guys start winning, the meaningful games, and, and really changing this whole organization around, every it doesn't matter what they wear, it's going to look great. And Brian, with the rebranding, it, it kind of brings a new energy uh, to the fan base. So. I guess, how excited are you for the future of Washington football? Yeah, I'm excited. I think Coach Rivera, uh, Wright, and um, Mr. Snyder, they're, they're doing the, the, uh, the right things to move in a positive direction. Um, and I love the, all the new energy that's going along with this organization and what they've done, starting with the name change, which had to be done. Um, and then just like I said, bringing the – the old alum in to be a part of the process, to be involved with the whole transition of of, of new energy here, along with the current guys, um, it's a it's a recipe for success. So I'm glad to be a part of it. I'm glad, you know, everybody's reaching out. Everybody's you know coming on board. Guys are literally coming from all different parts of the country to come be a part of this and 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 moving forward, be a part of this program, this organization. So it's definitely something that I'm looking forward to in the future, especially when we start winning some games here. Hey, Brian, Avery Newport here. Um, As a former player, you played a lot of your your NFL career in Washington. What was your fondest memory of playing in Washington? I mean, honestly, I can't really pinpoint one fondest memory. Just the generalization of it, though, was just the the guys, man, the camaraderie. And, I mean, it's, it's ironic that our name is the Commanders now, but the camaraderie that we have, with a lot of the guys, even till this day, um, is something I'll cherish forever. It's a lot of great friendships I've had, even today, from my playing times here in Washington. Um, and we had a lot of ups and downs, um, but you know, you you, you got to take you got to take it for what it is, and and really cherish the relationships you built throughout the process. So, I mean, I can I can pinpoint, you know, us winning the NFC East, or you know the arrival of RG3 era or when Mike Shanahan got it. I mean, so many different things that we could, you know, I can really hang my hat high on, you know. Uh, but overall, I just think the, the camaraderie with the guys, that locker room, going out there, putting on that helmet, putting on those shoulder pads, really means a lot to me. And uh, they gave you some uh, sick jackets to wear today. Ooh, are you going to use, are you going to wear that often? Because they look really sick. I was trying to buy one. They're not out yet, though. Yeah, they're not, they're not out in the public yet. But, yeah, I'm, I can't wait to take it home, uh, show my kids. Because my kids are younger, so um, they got a chance to experience Washington when, um, um, very, at, a, at a very young age. So now they get to see the new team that they know. 
um, when they're when they're, as they're as they're older now. So I kind of bring some history back home. So can't wait to get show them um, over at least in, in person. You know, so that's definitely something I'm going to be rocking for a while. Brian Arakpo, our guest here, talking about the Washington Commanders rebrand and a couple more here for you. Kind of some on-the-field football questions. Uh, obviously, you were a pass rusher in your career. What do you see from a guy like Chase Young, who you know going to be coming off a knee injury, a surgery, uh, to come back next season and you know get into double-digit sacks? Yeah, he, he has all the tools in the bag, and he's already showcased it in his first year. Unfortunately, he got hurt second year. Um, but still a very young talent in this league, one of the best in this league, I feel like, in my opinion. And, you know, once he gets that knee right, comes back, take his time, make sure you get it 100%. Don't go out there and, and, and try to prove to people that, you know, whatever the case is as far as your knee, just get that thing 100% so you can be the player that you know you can be. Um, and I think he's a, a phenomenal. I think he's a beast at what he does. So I talked to him a few times. He knows exactly what his future entails as far as him being a big-time perennial pro bowler, double-digit sack guy every year. Um, So he knows the sky's the limit with him. So we've heard with this rebrand now that these are just the initial steps. There might possibly be a mascot coming out, maybe a new fight song. Will you have any input on that for the future steps to this new rebrand of the Washington Commanders? So I'm pretty sure they will have some some more meetings and things of that nature moving forward when it comes to um, con- continuous re- continuously rebranding fight songs and mascots and things of that nature. But uh, but again, it, it all the decision making has all come from up top once it all when it's all said and done. But um, we'll see we'll see what the future entails. We'll see what what happens. Um, I'm excited to see what how everything will transpire. So I'll, I'm gonna be a fan just like everyone else and kind of wait and see what happens. All right, Brian Arakpo, our guest, and uh, I guess hail to the Commanders, right? Hail to the Commanders. It's already got a nice ring to it. It does have a nice ring to it. Thank you for joining us and taking some time out of your day to do so, Brian. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Y'all take it easy. That was Brian Arakpo, Washington football alumni. And hyping up the rebrand here, give a shout-out to the Washington PR staff for hooking us up with the interview. And uh, we'll step aside for a break, and when we come back, uh, we'll get into some more on the Sports Mix next. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Providing reliable protection since 1877, we are farmers and mechanic insurance companies. For over a century, we have been dedicated to provide dependable insurance protection and excellent customer service. We specialize in auto, home, farm, and business insurance. Our products are backed with personal, hands-on service. You can trust us to protect what matters most to you. For all of your insurance needs, there's farmers and mechanics insurance companies. Let's go to some beers. Mountaineer Grill and Pub. 
conveniently located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix here for your February 2nd, 2022, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. And by the Mary's Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices located at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer Puenick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us with our intern, Avery Newport running things on the TV 10 side. And uh, thank again the Washington PR staff, the corporate PR staff, everybody involved for uh, working this out to get somebody on the air. We try, tried to get Jason Wright. Obviously, a lot of media obligations for the team president. Uh, it was kind of a shot in the dark, but shout out to them for getting us an alumni who was kind of involved in the process. Um, hopefully, we have a good relationship with their PR going forward. Uh, but now let's kind of react to this, guys. We we'd kind of knew all along, and uh, I, I initially thought going into it when I saw this picture, screenshot from their own show, that it was a decoy. But as we find out, it wasn't a decoy. Last night, news stations in the D.C. area broke the news with their helicopters zooming in on the team store in the concourse area, showing the commanders... Uh, things you think the team should have done better on you know holding the banners back you know putting something there or do you think that there's that as a media they they were just stupid for the story it's both i guess but i mean i feel like i feel like it's pretty much been known as commanders for a long time now yeah especially after they said it wasn't going to be wolves or red wolves and we kind of just been waiting on the announcement so it is what it is uh in terms of the name, I mean, I'm not a Washington fan, so it really doesn't affect me, but I don't really like it that much. I don't know, really know what they're going for. I, I think they would go with the generals, preferably, but that's obviously a name. Well, Admirals already. was in there, too. I don't really like that one, either. I think No, but I'm saying that would be in there along with generals. If yeah, we're, it's the military aspect that they're trying to bring now to... Yeah, it's just like a weird word. It's connection. It, it is a, a little name, bit, I but I think eventually it'll grow. It's it's not the like worst name I've nah. heard. It's not worse than the New Orleans Pelicans. It's probably the what worst about the uh, what about the Cleveland Guardians? Yeah, I don't really like that one either. I don't get that one. But yeah, I don't either. I mean, it, it's not the worst name. You literally have I, the Browns. one I wanted initially. I think that would have been cool was the Warriors, but I understand that obviously that's very similar to Redskins, and they wanted to avoid. Yeah that whole controversy i think hogs red hogs would have been a cool name as well because they talked about their past yeah 
but that, again, that's, that's kind of living but, in the past a little bit. Yeah, but they but talked about honoring their past. So you could have went with hogs, which was but the line, the whole yeah, that, that's the whole connection. So it's like I think they're trying more to like look forward to the future. You know, if they yeah. went with red hogs or something hog esque, then they probably would have been. You know, going back to the team's glory days in the 80s and whatever, which is great, but a new name, a rebrand, is all about looking for the future and the future of the franchise and everything. So I think that's probably what but they were... But it wasn't really a full rebrand because they still kept the colors. That's true. Yeah. Even though the jerseys look completely different. I think different. the colors thing... And they added black. ...was to keep the fans yes. interested. If they changed the color scheme, that might upset more people than oh, no, they change. probably would have had to go with red white and blue yeah. like the rest of dc yeah if they did anything i think that's what they would have done but i think you keep because you're rebranding and you want to keep what you've had something about what you've had you had to keep something and that was burgundy and gold yeah and it seemed like i kind of wish they would have incorporated dc more i really like the dc flag on the side of the of the alternate jerseys. alternate black uniform but like as we were talking about a couple times like trying to maybe bring in the washington monument incorporated wise into a logo or something well, and monuments was a finalist for the yeah, team it, we team. didn't yeah. really get that which a lot of people I've were kind of got some they wanted. have done a fan vote to the side they cool. did it was did they red wolves th- and that yeah but i'm happen. saying to decide the oh mm. i don't know because i don't know uh, why red wolves was ever so popular in the first place i'll come out and say it i i, I never liked wolves or red wolves well, what does it have to do with dc you know i don't know but That's i've true. got something interesting here that i t- sent to colin earlier it's uh off twitter from chad ryan of the washington rap Dot com. He covers the Washington football, well, the Washington now commanders from 10,000 miles away in Australia, but he's very much tapped into things, comes in for training camp and whatnot. He said, now that it's official, I can share some notes that I wasn't able to report for various reasons at the time. Starting with this, I am reliably told that, as Nick just kind of mentioned, uh, Dan Snyder envisioned changing it to Washington Warriors, but obviously that wasn't viable among the other things, and that Red Wolves, again, wasn't viable. uh, But he was tipped off that the team finalized the name selection in the last week of August or the first week of September of 2021. For the first six weeks after the number of people who knew the name was less than 20, in mid-November, the arrival uh, or the apparel-slash-merchandise production began. Uh, All through December and January, the team was in constant anxiety that a concrete or verifiable leak would emerge at the moment as a number of people who knew the name continued to grow. Sleepless nights were common, Uh, basically. But when it all comes down to it, they leaked it themselves on their own TV show. So I don't really know. But as as Colin mentioned here, uh, today's announcement, this is from the the press release I was sent. Today's announcement and launch begins the or marks the beginning of the next phase in the team's rebrand process. Over the next two years, the team will work closely with fans to pull forward traditions under a new banner and combined with that new traditions will help create, including bringing back the fight song and designing the second alternative uniform. So we're going to get another, Wait, another uniform. uniform. We're getting another uniform. A gold uniform? They already tried that. That Dan was ugly. hated it. When Everybody they did the hated color it. Mustard uniforms? I like when they did the color Maybe rush, like a camo theme? Military theme? That would be that cool. That or maybe right? they're going to try and I'd like the retool one of their old theme. throwback uniforms. Well, that could be something. That could be touchy. You never know. But that you remains to be seen. Not a gold jersey, but like burgundy pants. That might work. 
I don't know. He won't go we'll have that. a lot of time to talk about that, but that was today's edition of the Sports Mix. Big shout out to the Washington pants. PR staff, their yeah, outside yeah. firms, and to Brian Arakpo for coming on the show today to discuss the name change. Exactly. Uh, but Washington Commanders will be out uh, today at Martinsburg at the Doghouse as signing ceremonies today. We'll have some interviews. We'll have that on the show tomorrow, but that does it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. For our intern Avery Newport, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzlini, I'm Spencer. We're saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow at noon on the Sports Mix. We'll be right back.